Welcome to the Slim and Thick Podcast. It's your girls, thick and loving every minute of it. And this is Slim, keeping it light. We're here to talk about current events and be back on our bullshit. So basically, take up space and be a problem. Thank you for joining us as we riff through today's current events with our unique black girl blend of humor and insight. And with all that being said, I hope you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome back and thank you for joining us today on this episode. Just some announcements before we get into the episode. So, COVID-19 vaccinations on the website are up and running. You can make your appointment on the website using the link that's provided. Uh, It's the third link down. Um, So, those are... That link leads you to the website page to create for first doses. So I have gotten my first vaccination and Slim has gotten her first vaccination too. And I go back February 1st to get my second dose. I think, yeah, mine's like February 15, 16, something like that. Um, The Southern Nevada Health District will start to upload information on second doses as soon as that information becomes available. I will be updating the website with all that information. Um, I also have put up on the website information for uh, DACA and undocumented students with Undocu Network for UNLV as well as for Plan Nevada. That's the... um, they do work in the community with DACA and undocumented students as well. So that information is on the website. And the student in uh, student, <laughs> the student organization um, for diversity um, and engagement at UNLV, they are hosting a series of Get Your Money Right seminars. So things about loans, debt, saving, income, all of those seminars and, and stuff like that, they will be socially distanced, so they will be online. The registration and the code to register for those classes and everything are provided on the website. So all of those goodies are under student resources as well as immigration resources. Um, you can find that under, again, the slimthickpodcast.com website. Um, and so um, anything, any other recommendations you have we are always open to suggestions for resources um, as we're growing so you can always send it our way and today we are going to get into the episode here where we're going to be talking about misogyny in the gaming and anime culture i'm very excited to hear about this <laughs> it's slim's topic and oh by the way congratulations on her getting animal crossing yeah i finally got it you <laughs> she guys. finally got it she was oh she was just she was just tearing up something fierce trying to find this thing i i was i was everywhere i was looking <laughs> online and i i was like where can 
I finally buy it and I just broke down and I bought it through Amazon. Yes. But I was so nervous that it might be like a faulty like purchase. I was like, oh my gosh, is somebody just going to ship an empty box to me? (laughs) 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 But I got it and I'm very excited. Oh, she's she's been loving it. Uh, She's been playing it a lot. I have. Like first thing in the morning, what do I do? I I check on my island. (laughs) (laughs) What do I do before I go to bed? I check on my island. <laughs> so, yes, do things that make you happy. Um, so, um, since this is something you really enjoy, you're, 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 she's not, you're not heavy, heavy into gaming culture, but, you know, you, you do partake. And she's done some research, which I love. I love research. Um, she's going to be presenting today more information on, on this trend and, um, discussing it with us today so i'm excited to learn from you yeah i went into a lot of different like topics under each category so it'll kind of be like kind of back and forth Mm -hmm. but i did do a lot of research for y'all because i i am not a big i don't know a lot about video games in the video game industry and Mm -hmm. everything that goes along with it so i kind of tried to do the best that i could with what i could find i'm sure it was amazing though because she's she's a very 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 like smart cookie so oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) so i'm excited to learn you know me i love learning so i'm here to soak up some knowledge yeah but (laughs) without further ado we're gonna get into it yeah let's get into yeah since we're all in the house now and we are going to be consuming a lot of media so nurses shows all that propaganda um all that um what kind of ignited this conversation was slim had um know we're going to talk about a little bit of how racism colorism all that type of discrimination can happen within marginalized groups and how that can kind of kind of affect us so for instance i know you are a big anime fan and a gaming fan and so if you want to get a little bit into maybe some of the isms (laughs) you know now we've laid the foundation about racism and discrimination and all that um discrimination can happen within groups so when we're talking about discrimination it's that certain groups you know asians um latinx individuals african-american individuals we within our own groups can have our own type of prejudices and discrimination but again on a micro level we can discriminate against each other or have these notions. Um, but it's again because of a system that has pitted us against each other for a very long time, if you really think about yeah. it. And um, and not only that, um, but also a system that again has kind of taught us, again, these stereotypes about each of our own groups. That we, yeah. tend to, then that we tend to buy into as well, which can be extremely problematic. Um, yeah. But again, um, I think that's why, again, systemic racism is so important because, again, it has that influential power. So, um, 
anything closest I think it's the, it's like any any group closest to whiteness is, is considered like the ideal racial yeah, group pretty much anything so, that is yeah. white male cisgender yes close to that um, scope of right. people is gonna be considered to just have some sort of advantage over the opposite so I think we're like maybe on the opposite side oh except we're we're We got that going <laughs> for us, so we're like, okay. So, there. <laughs> like, as we're getting into the social media content, I had downloaded back all of my social media over what? the winter break. And so many people were For research purposes. Yes. Solely for Solely for research purposes. And I just so happened to come across a lot of videos of people playing Animal Crossing. Uh-huh. And they were building these beautiful, amazing islands. And I was like, I want to go to those islands. And I want to build my own island. But you need a Nintendo Switch. And Animal Crossing Horizons, whatever, for it. So I finally... Are you going to post your handle online? on Under your things? Or... For people to come check you out or no like as soon as i can finally get <laughs> like actually start getting housing up on my island because i just got my nintendo switch mm-hmm. like tuesday and i've been playing oh, it okay. for the past couple of days oh girl um so i'm still on just like she was playing that instead of fixing her audio <laughs> for her soup no i wasn't i was trying to fix my audio <laughs> no, okay. I was to, okay i got you but, um, yeah, so I've been playing it for the past couple of days, and it's been fun. It's been fun and a great break from everything that's been going on mm-hmm. in the world, and just, it's been relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I'll probably talk more about that, post more about that um, yeah. as I get further along. Because <laughs> <laughs> these people are just... They're just messing with me at this point. I'm like, I want to build my house first. <laughs> and then Mr. Nook is over here like, you got to pay your miles. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what any of this means. <laughs> if you play it, you'll, you'll understand. But yes. I was literally a Cafe Delight person on Facebook for yes, the longest you time. you play that for hours. <laughs> Forever. I loved it. And farm, what was it? Farm something? Farm Valley? I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Farm Valley. I got into that, that farmer thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm building myself a farm and <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah, the Cafe Delight was, that was the bomb. I loved it. I made little cupcakes exactly. and I made a little restaurant. It's cool. It's a bomb. Yeah, um, and I was so excited when I first it. It's super it. basic. I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to build my island, man. It's going to be amazing because I saw the island, like, um, layouts to choose from and one of them had the two rivers and one of them led to a lake and i was like oh my house is going right next to that lake (laughs) (laughs) without even realizing that when you start the game you can't cross rivers (laughs) (laughs) so i'm only stuck on like one fourth of my island with the other (laughs) undiscovered because i can't 
cross rivers again. That sounds redonkulous. It is. I was like, who? <laughs> I'm supposed to be a human being. I can swim. <laughs> Apparently not well. But it's Animal Crossing. You can't cross anywhere. <laughs> this sounds. This sounds amazing. By the way, this sounds it, amazing. It does. Anyways, anyways, sidebar. Before I get too much into that, um, so your research, because you download your social media <laughs> yeah, for so research purposes. Social media research purposes. So, consuming content for me myself, I have been watching a lot of anime shows. Like I've been finding new ones and just Ooh. enjoying everything about that. Yeah. Oh, I posted, I posted a bunch of her. Slim's finally got stuff on, stuff up under Slim's thing. Yes, it's no longer looking sparse no more, guys. It is looking <laughs> legit. Got anime yes. stuff and games and stuff, so I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving everything about it. Yeah. Yeah, and Thick's got, I got, I got a whole bunch of stuff up on there. It's just all random stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I got some political figures, all that type of stuff, different, different things that people want to check out. You can check out with me. Um, but yes, continue. But, um, kind of going from the bigger picture down into, like, the different aspects of anime. Obviously, the biggest one that people can talk about with anime is just the gatekeeping aspect as a large negative. Mm. And a part of that gatekeeping, I kind of broke it down into stuff that I see as popular and stuff that I kind of felt was noticeable to myself after kind of starting to get into it and the biggest one was just in general male gatekeeping right i feel like everybody can just admit to it even men can admit that they if you enjoy anime you gatekeep it like it is your life's work like you were born from your mother's (laughs) uterus to just reject (laughs) women from this aspect oh my gosh of your personality. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> because it's it happened a lot and I noticed it on my YouTube mm. when I was searching it up. That was a big thing and just in my TikToks um cuz I have a TikTok, guys. Wow. <laughs> um but yeah. Oh, and there's TikToks. TikTok people that she follows that's posted up under Slim's things too. Yes, I gave a brief description of all of them and it is just awesome. Yes, it keeps me distracted for hours. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so on my TikToks, every time I see a woman talking about anime or something like that, it has to come back to the whole aspect of if you're a woman and you try to admit that you like anime around somebody of the opposite sex, they have to <coughs> suddenly go into like super saiyan mode and be like, well, if you like anime so much, like what is your favorite anime and you could be like oh i like dragon ball z or i like naruto or i like so and so they would just be like oh really well in episode 34 in season (laughs) 5 at time mark 22.5 what was the character that was playing and what did they say for like verbatim you know, and it's kind of just like you have to work extra hard just to prove that you enjoy something that was created I, for enjoyment. Purposes. I really, I, I don't claim. Well, 
eh, kind of sort of maybe i don't know i i like animated shows i don't know i would say anime but one of my friends i felt that it was a personal attack he literally posted because i was like really all about it and i was wor- yeah. working so hard i could not find it anywhere here in the states um i like big o but another oh, show yes. that i like was um martin mystery oh yes i it love martin so mystery <laughs> and i saw one of my friends posted it like fake anime and i was like i didn't even classified as anime i just like the show dude exactly (laughs) you know i was like this is getting out of hand it's getting ridiculous i was like yeah if you're not a real anime fan this is just fake anime i was like okay like i still like it though (laughs) right and like that also kind of goes back to me the same thing with like i saw like some people were posting about rick and morty yeah. Like women were saying, like men would be like, "Oh, do you watch Rick and Morty?" And like, if women were like, um, someone would say like, "No," and then like someone would be like, "Yes," and they're like, "It's a type. It's like a. They use it as like, oh, it's a type of comedy only a certain level of intellectuals like can grasp or whatever, right? And like, it's just like stop. Just stop. Yeah. It's like, this is just meant for enjoyment <laughs> and for the creator's, like, own creative juices to flow out. And it's like, if you understand it, that's great. Like, I do actually like Rick and Morty. So, yeah, I, I do. I, I do like Rick watch it. I, I, I don't think there's anything like a perfect, perfect show. There's always some things that I'm like, it's good. And some things where I'm just like, ooh, you know, cringeworthy. So, you know, except, like... I really didn't even notice it until someone mentioned it, but like Bob's Burgers is actually a pretty good show. It's a pretty solid show. Solid adult show. Someone was like, there's not like trans, there's not a lot of like transphobia. There's, um, you know, they have a solid marriage. The kids are being raised, you know, respecting them as individuals and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, the humor is just for humor's sake. It's not forcing anything. At the expense. Yeah, at anybody else's expense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, re-watching it and watching it again, like, I don't know what it was that attracted me to it. But, yeah, whoever, like, whoever, I have to find that post again, but whoever, whoever said it was spot on. It was like, yeah, like, it, there's rarely ones that are like that, but it was just like, yeah, like, I love that. And I think, again, it's just like, that's what I like. Like, like, like throw out shows that you think are a good example of stuff, you know? Exactly. I think that it's I think it's fine to critique shows that you like. Like, I definitely for sure like I'm watching a Wi-Fi bubble again. Um, there is so much, there's so many problems. Um <laughs> I like I said, with propaganda shows. I know what it is. The police are perfect. They can do whatever yeah. they want. There's so much. There's so many problems. I get that. It's no. Um, even Law and Order SVU. I do love Law and Order SVU. I yeah. do. I always have. <laughs> so much. <laughs> but like, but you know, I'm 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 with it. I understand. Like, there are problems with it, you guys serious problems okay the way that they depict 
people of color, the way that they depict the police system, systemic race. It's so, so many problems. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you know what? No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. This word, I'm apologetic I, here. But I so I'm not like sorry. Yeah, don't be sorry. Because everybody just, has the shows that they can talk about and be yes. like, this is what I like. And it can be a solid show. It can be a solid show that you enjoy and yeah. you know a majority of other people can enjoy and there's not really a lot of flaws but you can also point out like shows that are problematic or I, but you point it out and yeah, be honest as about as you're it aware and honest about that like i was thinking about shows that i enjoyed because i was watching bob's burgers last night uh-huh. and <laughs> tell me you remember the show china illinois Oh my gosh, girl. <laughs> that show was, was ridiculous. So problematic. I felt like it was a fever dream. I forgot about everything from that show. It just came out. You're the one that back. turned me on to that show, and it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was wild. Like, look up one episode of China, China Illinois, and you'll be like, were these people on drugs? <laughs> what is They must have been. They had to. This It was crazy. <laughs> 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 it must have been. It had to. When you explained what it was to me, I that's what I said. I was like, what are you doing watching that? <laughs> right? But there was just something about it that I just enjoyed. <laughs> I just wanted to watch for chaos's sake. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just feel like I liked it just because of that one episode where that guy is just like, um, could you just give me a favor? Could you just give me a favor, John? <laughs> You go yourself. Because it it was about them trying to correct it. They they had like a judge and jury, and they were deciding who was right, who was wrong. Exactly. And Baby Cakes ended up being right, and his father was deemed wrong, so they had to go correct his thinking. Exactly. And so this guy's like, What would you do if Baby Cakes wanted to throw acid in your face? And he was like, I would let him because he's my son and i love him and i love him unconditionally and he's like mm, steve are you just saying that because i want you to say because it. that's what you think i want you to say he's like you know what <laughs> john go do me a favor go, go for yourself <laughs> or whatever I would just be like like yes like yes you can go <laughs> exactly and there will be moments that I'll just like space out and for a second I'll just be thinking of the song <laughs> baby baby cakes Oh my gosh, that was ridiculous. But that, yes, that's an example of a show that I watch for guilty pleasure. I wouldn't tell other people because you they told would me be about like, it. <laughs> Jenna, because I know you're crazy too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but they would be like, what is wrong with you? Why are you watching this show? But I still enjoyed it. And you know what? I should have told more people because then it probably would have gotten taken down off of Adult Swim and I could have watched more of it. (laughs) (laughs) FYI, you guys, um, I would totally love if you shout out your favorite shows and all that and make suggestions because I am totally open to all types of shows. Um, Definitely. Um, We're just pointing out ours because we're just letting you know we are working we are works in progress exactly we are works in progress all over the place we are trying to get it together um but like i said 
we my myself I like to lead by example so it's like definitely yes like I like a lot of propaganda shows um yeah and, and they give me very unrealistic expectations but now I know better so therefore I do better I do not prop up those shows <laughs> at all I do not yeah. wave those as like yeah this is the exam no no yeah um so I would love to have shows that I can like out as more of these staple like Bob's Burgers or something like that yeah. rather than like you know having to be like <clears throat> this is problematic even though I enjoy watching it yeah it's problematic it though and I have to always say but it's problematic you always, <laughs> always have to put that line in there um like Criminal Minds you know what I it's not that I'm just it, and you know what ironically when I'm when I'm re-watching Criminal Minds here's the thing when we're watching Criminal Minds it's not like it's just that they're cops. It's not like it's necessarily like, okay, it's the FBI or whatever. We all know, like, like FBI, yeah. eh, don't want to trust government that much. But the funny thing is, if you really look at it, a lot of times, they're the ones trying to talk down the unsub. Yeah. Like, that's their goal. They're never actually trying to kill the person. Yeah, they're just trying to... Like, they, they, they're, they're never trying to, to like, you know, like, because usually with them, they're like, we're going to put them in the ground and... Cause like, like I was looking at Hawaii Five, yeah Hawaii Five. Oh, they're like we're gonna put them in the ground, we're gonna put you down, we're gonna get you. And then like with Criminal Minds, totally like that. It's where there's this like, no, no, no. Okay, like what is our plan so that we can get him to surrender or whatever? This is what he wants. We need to give him what he wants or whatever. Or we need to make him believe that. We need to use the psychology against him so that we can yeah. get him to surrender or whatever, whatever. And so sometimes as them like trying to sympathize with them, we like we know what you went through. It was yeah. not right what your mom or your dad or whoever did to you. Like we know yeah. you're suffering. Like whatever. And so I'm like, guys, actually, in a weird way, I was like, um, I feel like that's kind of kind of a little bit like social work and nursing or de-escalation like yeah. de-escalation escalating the situation de-escalation i was like um yeah like because a lot of times i was just like it's like go 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 we're gonna take down people and in that one it was like there's more talking yeah there's, there's more talking more in the confrontation understand where the person is coming from there's more strategy and talking yeah right yeah. rather than like an invasive maneuver where they're trying to maneuver and use their guns it's a yeah. lot of like talking like okay we're here now let's talk let's talk yeah let's just talk for like, a second slow down yeah let's talk and it'll be like the cops that'll come in and try to fuck it up and just be like ah, let's shoot them <laughs> <laughs> you know like you know what i mean yeah even in the one instance where it was one guy he was made to kill the person because he was like um he killed the police officer because he was programmed that way because he had disassociative identity disorder or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was actually one of them that told him, like, I'm going to ride with him to make sure he's safe or whatever because the cops wanted to, like, you know, because they killed one of their own. Yeah. So I was like, that's actually very interesting. I really found Criminal Minds very interesting in that sense where it's just like it had that um, element to it in terms of a yeah. cop show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And another thing for me though is like give me unrealistic work expectations <laughs> about yeah about work relationships group. i was like yeah. none of that stuff happens we are not family these people do not care about me they, <laughs> they not. would not give my life for me they would not be like if if they found me standing over and it's like it looks like shannon killed this person they would be like she did it <laughs> she she looks like, aggressive i mean look at like her she did it she she gets loud <laughs> <laughs> exactly 
I've seen her on more than one occasion. She gets loud. She probably did. Exactly. <laughs> like, how could, like, literally shoot me? And then be on the news, like, I knew she was going to snap one of these days. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> my mom would just be on the thing and just like, yeah. But he fed for his life. <laughs> she weighs a buck of fun. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, but she gets loud. <laughs> I've seen her. I've seen yeah. her. She gets loud. <laughs> she gets loud. Um, but yeah. No. So, <laughs> so getting back, like, in terms of all of these shows, right? Um, getting back to specifically anime and mm-hmm. the gatekeeping that we see around that. Yes, males. And I can understand that when you pretty much look at most of these anime shows, like from older animes mostly, it seems like it's more targeted towards men anyways. Right. Which kind of leads me to the second thing, which is like the sexualization gatekeeping is Mm. kind of what I termed it. Because I couldn't really describe it. For the female characters. Yeah. So when you look at all of those animes, you can't deny that, yes, those those women have big boobs and their booties are extreme. <laughs> <laughs> and their waists are super dainty. Exactly. Um, and, you know, they do it for fan service. They do a lot of fan service in mm. the shows because mm-hmm. they know that they're hypersexualizing these females. Mm-hmm. And in the anime community, some mm-hmm. people will use the terminology of, like, the waifus. Um... Which is basically, I guess, their favorite female character that they would be like, oh, I would wife that. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Random. Random stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, they would use that terminology for the females, and the females are hypersexualized and all that stuff. But I also feel like, with the same as male gatekeeping, if a woman likes a popular show, they would be... You don't like actual anime. You only like the popular stuff. And I was, I'm a big anime fan, and I know all of these older, like, Nietzsche, Kitschke type of animes that you just never heard about. And you're just doing it for clout. Whereas a woman could have watched an anime, and I can admit it, um, on the website, one of the shows is listed as Black Butler. Right. And that's just full of a lot of handsome men. <laughs> handsome it's men. a lot of handsome men. It's a lot of attractive men on there. Mm-mm-mm. You know? Yeah. I saw Sebastian, and I was like, I... Episodes. Give me more episodes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But if I were to tell another male anime watcher that, oh, I like Black Butler, like, Sebastian is just absolutely handsome, like, I would I would marry him in a minute, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They would be like, well, then you're not an actual anime fan. You only oh. like them because it has hot guys in it. You only watch the oh. anime because it has hot guys in it. You don't care about anime for the storyline or the plot or the characters or development, any of that. You only like it because of hot guys. I will disclose that I liked Yu-Gi-Oh! Yami Yugi. Because Yami Yugi was kind of hot to me. I was Yugi. hitting puberty. It was it was a weird time in my life. Okay. I, I know he's not real, you guys. <laughs> okay, but I rewatched it. And also that- Dragon Ball Z. I didn't know anything going on in that show, but I know Trunks was hot. Trunks was super 
Again, I know he's not real, you guys. <laughs> but that's the whole point. None of these people are real. Why are you, like, harping on me because I like an animal? person like a not real person but all of the females on there they're not real either and that's what i'm saying no woman is like telling you you're not an actual person appreciating the plot line of this story because the woman is hypersexualized. we just go into it knowing that and we accept that but on the opposite side we are getting just harped on and dragged down for it to the point where i feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes i can't say that I like anime because mm. I just don't feel like I have the energy to defend all of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So get into that discussion. Yeah, just like discussing all of that. I'm just like they're it's not a lot. real. But it's yeah. A lot. I rewatched Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> like all the way through uh. through season five and hey, hey. Yami Yugi still does it for me. It still does it doesn't I see the tan skin <laughs> and I just lose my mind. He is the melanated man in season five as Yami Yugi. Look it up. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> um but yes. <laughs> Weirdness. So just like how I was saying, um, in the sexualization and gatekeeping, uh about the racial component yes the racial component but also a part of that is the what i call was the before it was cool gatekeeping oh where they have the before and the after anime where before is when they were getting ridiculed in school for it they were getting bullied anime wasn't very that popular at that time and so they were like i went through all of the hardships like you only like anime because it's trendy now you know like hipster animes they just want to call them hipsters now everybody's a hipster (laughs) what the hell so yes i noticed that that was a thing that i have personally experienced before it was absolutely ridiculous i was just like go on about your business go on about your business (laughs) young sir don't you mind me don't you mind me yeah Uh, but yeah so like uh, (laughs) Vic was saying going into the racial aspect of it is in the cosplay gatekeeping which can also come into factualization in the other aspects as well right uh where as cosplayers I personally don't cosplay just because I don't have time nor money nor the self-confidence for any (laughs) (laughs) any aspect of cosplaying. But I do respect cosplayers because I watched the reality show about people that were just cosplaying and like preparing their costumes for um, the... What are they called? (laughs) Like the Comic Con or the yeah, like the Comic Con oh. and the different like uh, events. Sweet. And you should see them. They work. They put in hours and hours and hours of time and manual like tool work into creating these as real as possible. I just cosplay. started following like Hex. It's called like Hextian channel on YouTube. Yeah. Like he does dolls. Like he makes like from start to finish from scratch. 
yeah. like he and makes dolls like the details and everything like danny phantom dolls and like real life dolls and stuff from like tv shows and stuff and this person like the way that he crafts and does it is just exquisite it's just so much detail i so much respect it's like that's amazing he admits takes like days and that's just for like Uh, a doll can you imagine trying to make a human-sized version of a whole outfit one of those parts yes and that's basically what they do so that their outfits can light up like the real thing can um steam out like the real thing can do all of those effects and it's just wild to me how Mm -hmm. creative and how amazing these people are and um just disclaimer i am not judging anybody who does this because you know what if this is your escape and this is the thing that makes you happy and you know you're doing it for that reason or whatever and you're being creative and all that this is how some people get creative this is how some people have that outlet or whatever if if jeff bezos can freaking buy a seat for his car to send it out into fucking outer space people can can spend their money and make freaking costumes if they want exactly. to so y'all need to calm down okay <laughs> enjoy exactly. yourself okay you only have one life all right you may continue <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in the cosplaying community um a lot of things that Vic has been telling me and stuff that I have seen pers- uh, on their accounts is that when specifically black women or even black men mm. um, cosplay, they get a ton, a ton, a ton of hate because of the color of their skin. I've never seen an actual uh, comment that talked about the costume itself. It was strictly about the color of their skin saying that you ruined the character for me because this character is not supposed to be black. This character is not black. Go cosplay as somebody who is black. You know, all of those things. And it was just wild to me. And the reason why I got so heated last night and I was telling Vic about it was because I was doing the research for this section and I was watching a video because I had a bunch of videos saved to watch for later and it was by hold up let me pull it up because <laughs> she's legit like that that <laughs> by the way um Slim has upgraded her phone to the what is that the, t- the iPhone 12 the thing is looks like a brick it's because it's the pro max it's the, it's the pro max guys <laughs> oh my goodness so official with oh my okay. gosh i'm so with my i don't even know what this is it's super small you guys it's not even it's not legit whatsoever <laughs> uh but it was a video by moni moni m-o-n-i i don't i don't know if i'm saying that right uh, but the video is called Black Cosplayers Rant. Ooh. And she was talking about it. And one of the photos was a picture of um, Marvis from Transylvania, the <gasps> Hotel Transylvania movie. Oh, right. And so on the left side, it had the photo of the character. And on the right side, it had a photo of the uh, black woman who was cosplaying, cosplaying as, as her. her. Mm-hmm. And 
She's By the way, my mom did actually like that movie, um, Hotel Transylvania. I don't know why. She just enjoyed it. We took her to the movie to see it, and um, we've watched, I think she's watched two and three already as well, too. But yeah, so black people do like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and the comments for it were just absolutely wild. Like, I had to share this <laughs> It was wild, you guys. I had to share this comment because I, like, physically gasped in that moment when I read that comment. One of the comments literally said, it's funny because the one on the right doesn't have any rights. Um, so, to read between the lines for you guys, <laughs> this individual commenter was saying that the cosplayer, the black woman playing as Mavis um, has no rights because oh my god it's so funny because guess what black people have no rights <laughs> so hilarious oh my gosh so slim like lost her mind and she came over and she was like I need to stop researching for this piece we need to just do it tomorrow because I can't <laughs> I lost my mind I was like the audacity absolute audacity that these people felt to drop the n-bomb multiple times Ooh, i didn't know that part exactly they did and this person to make that comment brave is that, don't worry do i want to say bra- no i don't want to no, say brave it was absolute stupidity it was absolute just mind numbing stupidity i was like i have to i have to leave to go somewhere. I don't know where. But Just somewhere else that's not here <laughs> looking at this. Have to go away from this nonsense. But and it's yes. it's it's not good to laugh. And I know you guys are like, oh, how can you laugh? But it's just like y'all, like people of color, we have been through a lot. And it's like to me. I know this might not make any sense, but it's like when you hit your funny bone. And it hurts so much that you have to laugh. There's really nothing else you can do. Exactly. That's you just got to ride it out. Exactly. Ride it out at some point. <laughs> I feel like that's what people of color have been doing for years. It's just like, it's just the racism just gets so blatant and just so ridiculous after a point. We just got to be like, you know what? We have to laugh. We just have to laugh and ridicule this shit. Exactly. Like. And earlier today, I was watching, uh that always makes me laugh <laughs> and it's where the character goes he's like hey are you always tired of being wrong and Will Ferrell goes yes all the time I'm bone tired <laughs> <laughs> and that just made me think of this because so we keep getting into this cyclical argument about it's cyclical yeah yeah racism and how people are like it's not real and we show them this and they're like are you tired of proving racism exists (laughs) exactly bone tired all the time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like when that study out of harvard came out and they were just like y'all systemic racism exists and guess what like <laughs> they proved with this Harvard study that, you know, black people get higher sentencing and it's not because of black on black crime. 
like, oh my god, guys, it's wild. <laughs> you know, all black people are just sitting over here. They're like, like, remember that study from 2018, 2016? <laughs> all the 20s, all the 2000s, <laughs> all the 1990s, all the. <laughs> People been making money off of studies on us for like how long now? However many years. Jeez. <laughs> and they're just gonna make another one in 2024. <laughs> like surprise, systemic racism still exists. It's still here, y'all. <laughs> just yeah, we're just are we getting tired of proving that it exists? <laughs> Bone <Tired>. just <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, and it's just and the white people still be like, oh whoa, y'all, did you know this? wild (laughs) and us just sitting back here laughing too they're just like why people being shocked that racism still exists like no way (laughs) no way (laughs) um but yeah so you mean you it didn't end with mlk (laughs) every mlk day every time (laughs) but yeah so I was reading those comments and I was listening about all of those comments and so that's just about just black cosplayers in general getting like into more niche of specifically towards black women uh, oh gosh commented on it a little bit now (laughs) um is the massage noir which I looked at the definition so I can let y'all know that it is specifically misogyny directed towards black women the massage noir so black misogyny for those who don't speak <laughs> francais bae <laughs> those years in high school finally paid off <laughs> what what yes so that's is, all i know <laughs> so yeah so it is misogyny directed specifically towards black women and so we can talk about um, racism towards these black women uh, in the comments. And we can see that in videos when people talk about it. Oh, gosh. Um, and at events when people interview other people. Kimberly Crenshaw, intersectionality it. for you guys. That's going to be another discussion. <laughs> another day. Oh, gosh. Another day. But, uh, yeah, so there's that. But there's also just misogyny in direction of just all men whether you're black or white um towards black women in which like shannon said intersectionality that intersects with the male gatekeeping where they're assuming you are a woman you have no standing and no place here right which i can use that as a way to segue into the second part of it which is video games which i did a lot more research into uh just because again i don't really do a lot of play a lot of video games um i'm trying to get more into it but you know so if you do know any good video games please do let me know um but yeah but like Um, i'm sure there's still harassment and stuff for women and women of color on gaming platforms it is it is it was wild to me to see how big yes it was wild to see how big of an issue it is um i watched the video um from vox 
about women in gaming, and they were specifically talking mm. about women in gaming in Fortnite. Oh gosh. But they said it, it applies across all the boards for uh, women in esports or other gaming platforms. Mm. Was just the male gatekeeping and how largely it affected women and they interestingly brought it enough and connected it back to their mental health which oh yeah i was like you would think it's just kind of like something you have to do with yeah yeah but they described it in such a way that i had to kind of write down a few of their words and they Mm -hmm. described it as you know isolating oh and just the sheer harassment because they say that you get into this cycle because they want to play these games because just like anime or cosplay or anything else that you want to do right it provides an escape it provides some sort of comfort for them it's a community exactly like a subculture you know subcultures can provide communities for you to immerse yourself with other people that are interested in the same things that you know you we we all want to feel like we belong somewhere Exactly. Of course. So this is what they want to be a part of. So, but the problem with that is because these are kind of like communication games, like you put on your headset and right. you're in a you're in a uh, forum. But that's the connection. That should be the connection component. That should be where the connection component right. comes from. Right. They have to deal with so much harassment right. from people that would be on their teams if they're playing like call of duty or something like that um just a barragement of harassment and sometimes no support in the game itself from them oh wow that they just it gets them into a state of depression oh wow and especially in the esports game uh in the box video the professional girl gamer had specified it as deal with all this harassment it wears down your mental health you get into a depression but because you want to be a part of esports because you want to play these games you want to continue Mm -hmm. to the only way for you to get better is to play these games right and so you have to deal with the insults and all of the harassment to play the game to get better so that you can be able to enjoy the game or play it in a professional setting to become a professional right but again you're dealing with all of that harassment which is continuing to wear down on your mental health and keeping you essentially in this state of depression wow yeah i was like this i never thought of it that way but i was like that's a horrible way to want to make a profession out of something that is detrimental to your mental health yeah and a lot of people would be like you know well why don't you just leave right yeah and i think people forget that like when they're saying like for firefighters or for police for male dominated areas a lot of times they're saying well women should just not be there or whatever when you have that bro mentality um it can surprise you and it does surprise me too that yes that can really wear you down where you feel like i don't belong and i have no support from anybody here yeah right like it's just like everybody here is harassing you everyone here is bullying you i think i saw yeah i saw a piece where they were talking about one woman who she did a ted talk and she was talking about bullying 
and her first job was she was one of the first like um like park rangers in her area yeah and it was a boys club she was the first female and one and the guys there harassed her constantly like um they would just they would leave like dead animals in her locker they would name yeah. call her they would just they isolate iced her out she would feel isolated for a lot of the time if she wanted to call for help or whatever she wasn't even sure if they would show up like she just felt no support no nothing and she would go home and she would just sometimes she would be like sometimes i was just like at some point i just like i thought like should i just even kill myself like it was it got so bad exactly um and, and I think people underestimate how that stuff really can wear on your mental health. Exactly. You know? Especially when it's becoming something that is something you want to make your profession, something that you want to make a part of your life, mm-hmm. basically. And we spend a lot of time at our jobs. Exactly. And, and, and I think people also kind of underestimate where they're just like, well, okay, just don't do that job. Yes, to a certain extent, I can get that. Fine, okay, you yeah. can say that. It's like, okay, but um, what if that's where you've really set yourself? You've built yeah. yourself up to go down this path, and now you've gotten here. You've worked your way up to try and get here. And now people, it's, it's not because you can't do it. Exactly. It's not because you're not capable. It's not because you're not going to do the work. It's because yeah. other people are trying to freeze you and force you out. Exactly. And I feel like, again, it's that that systemic stuff, systemic misogyny, racism, all that type of stuff. Because people are just like, don't go to places that people don't want you. And this is what I'm talking about with systemic racism and systemic issues. Is that they have power over people. They have the ability to influence you know now we're just talking we're not just talking about okay this woman was bullied by one person we're talking about a system yeah. that was allowing her abuser to get away with abusing her for a very exactly. long time because when you listen <clears throat> to these audio profiles of these women playing these games it's she maybe with one other female but that's a rarity it will just be a forum full of other men and all you will hear is just nothing but slurs um just comments to go back to the kitchen get me a sandwich um she will literally be playing the game and will be like on your right or whatever the terminology it may be for the game and they will just be like shut the fuck up just shut up nobody wants to hear you just shut up and you can be like well you have the power you can just tell them to stop and it's it's that same mentality that is allowing for this behavior to continue because you can continue to listen to it if you can even make it that far because i had to cut out i was i had to dip i was like this is already just too much to just Mm -hmm. hear as an observer let alone the actual person who had to be... It's being directed. Yeah. It's being directed at. So you'll hear them say, like, guys, we're just playing a game. Stop. Like, I enjoy the same game. I'm just trying to play. And they will literally be, like, 
we don't fucking care. We don't care. Nobody wants to hear from you. You should not be playing this game. You don't know how to play. All of those things that even could be shown to the contrary. Mm -hmm. And in the Vox video, there was one girl who she said that she she just really loves um, Fortnite and the game itself um, just to play. But right. she also wanted it to be um, a part of her profession. She was going to school um, full-time. She did a part-time job. She was also trying to get in hours to play um, professionally. And she was also the head of her um, gaming club. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was doing a lot. That was already probably a full load for any person. Right. Uh, but the harassment that she dealt with was so bad on top of all of that just regular stress to the point where she um, tried to kill herself, essentially. Oh my goodness. Um, and even though after hearing her story... Um, as soon as she tried to get back into the community, she was getting comments from people uh, saying that she couldn't even kill herself, right? So oh how can goodness. she play games? Uh, oh my goodness. Exactly. And people were saying, we wouldn't have even missed you if you were gone. Oh my gosh. So... On the surface, video games are fun. And it's, it's, it's a thing that people can enjoy. And it's something that everybody can enjoy. It's supposed to be something that everybody can enjoy. It is yeah. an entertainment um, capital. Right. Uh, and people can have a deeper connection and deeper meaning to it. But it's not just for men. And I feel like people are excusing... A lot of bad behavior. A lot of bad behavior because they just see video games as just this entertainment capital. And they're just like, it's just a game. Just don't play it anymore. But it's also, why are you allowing this behavior to continue? Why are you not telling these people to stop playing the game? Because they're obviously not playing the game properly. I think my thing too is yes. So, you know, pivoting now to the final thing is how to actively be anti-racist anti-misogynist <laughs> anti-whatnot right yes because again even though there might be other guys on there that are just sitting there they're not actually actively participating in the harassment but they're not really doing anything to stop it that's true too right and so in that passive way you're still allowing this culture to breed itself and to keep going right and so I think a lot of people miss out miss out on that simple thing. Just saying, someone sitting there saying, you know what? Stop it. Just stop it. You know, being that person that reaches out to that individual and actively decides, you know, to use their privilege, to use whatever, what have you. Not like as a hero type of thing, but just to actively say that, you know what, no. This is going to be a safe space. This is going to be a space where I, you know what, I, I don't tolerate that. Yeah. In this space. You know what, I don't tolerate that in my space. Exactly. I'm here to play too and have fun. And what you're doing is distracting to her and it's distracting to me too. I'm trying to play and have a good time. And you're 
you're messing that up with your behavior. So, yeah. Exactly. So, I think what we're saying, when, when people say someone who is actively anti-racist, a lot of people, they feel like, okay, well, when you bring up stuff like this, it's uncomfortable and da 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 What people are doing when they bring up these conversations and when they say things like that or, or whatnot is because... That is what actively dismantling a system does. It changes thought patterns. Because these things are not just laws. Yes, you can change laws, but then you have to also change how people think. Those men and how they're treating this these, these women, they believe that it's okay to do that. That abuser that was abusing that person, she said he's a bully, but he didn't see himself as a bully. He thought that I was just keeping the boys club a boys club, and I just felt like it was okay to, to behave the way that I was behaving. Yeah. That's that's it. So it takes people who are actively challenging those thoughts to change those spaces. That is why, you know, when I see other people, I've, I've, I've seen, you know, white allies and people like that and I, I do like to, to shout them out and you know in the community um, students and all that, that that do challenge their family do challenge their white counterparts saying you know what there is white privilege you do have white privilege there is systemic racism people do get discriminated against here are some statistics here's some information doing that work is invaluable you know why because we didn't create it marginalized groups did not create the system exactly so why is it our job and responsibility to take on dismantling it exactly and so what it says to me when somebody as a white ally stands up and they take the mantle to educate themselves and then actively go out and clear up those spaces and say you know what when I'm in these spaces people know that I do not take that and you know what when I'm in these spaces marginalized groups are allowed and you will not talk down to them you will not treat them as lesser than all the type of stuff I am actively a person for change when they do that that says a lot because they are actively saying you know what I know that I am privileged in this system and I am willing to use that privilege and raise up other people exactly and give away that privilege i think a lot of times what it says when someone says like well we don't really want to talk about it or whatever you might say well i'm not really actively racist but i really kind of don't want to give up my privileges and i really kind of still want to be like better than better than you yeah i still want to yeah i still want to i still want to benefit from I just don't want to explicitly admit to that or say it. And so that's what I get from it. And then but and, and then you always hear, you know, it's like, well, just teach me and stuff. And then like you'll try and educate them and then they'll go on their pair way and then a couple seconds later. They'll forget everything that you, you ever said and then and say racist say, stuff again. Say the racist stuff again. And then, you and then you you'll be like, well, well just out. educate me. <laughs> and then it's just It's wow. not our jobs. <laughs> it's not minorities' jobs to educate you. It's exactly. not. It's not. It's it never a, our job. It was never our jobs. Um, but again, like I said, I, I do 
want to thank those that are, you know, they will take up the mantle, they learn these facts, they learn these definitions, then they go out there and they actively try to combat that. And I think us too, me as a, as a, as a cisgender person, as a heteronormative person, like we kind of referenced earlier, it's, it's not my job to, you know, um, have LGBTQIA individuals educate me and fix the system. Exactly. Right? That I benefit from. It's not their job. It's my job to learn and figure out what I can do to help and be a good ally, a really beneficial ally to them, and then go out and do those things. Exactly. And Which yeah. also brings me to a uh, side video by T. Noir that I watched, mm. and it was um, how to be a proper ally. Oh! Like that. Let me get the proper but, um, yeah, yeah, I think when I allies that. that was amazing. Yes. 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 So in it, she explained it perfectly with um, other resources <laughs> yes. that were shouted out in the video. That I think I can post it online too. I think I did post her on my stuff. Page. Yeah. So her go check YouTube, out the, her YouTube page is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Go check out her YouTube page. It's linked on our website. Mm-hmm. But she explained it in a way that made it click even in my brain about allyship is that even us like we are cisgender um and we are heterosexual Mm -hmm. females right um and we can say we're allies of the lgbtq community but that does not automatically mean that we have rights to do things on their behalf on their behalf right and she explained it best when she was talking about um was it Britney I'm so sorry I forgot her name but I also watched her on on TikTok um but Britney and in her video she was essentially trying to explain how people can use AAVE in a way to make jokes Oh, African American. Um, AAVE is African American vernacular. Vernacular? Yeah, I'm saying vernacular is something. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but um, yeah, how to use it um, when people say it because she explained it that it was a meme. And so it's supposed to be funny. Mm. But. You also have to think that yes, you're an ally. Yes, you have spoken up about some topics. Oh, um, just as I know, um, it's A A V E. It's African American Vernacular English. So that's Black speak. Yes. For those that don't know. <laughs> like when when people are saying like, "Ooh, Lord," and they're like, "Yes, ma'am," and sis, and yes, like the I think <laughs> another popular a popular one that a lot of people have been using. Was Yes. So, that so is... why YouTube influencers use a lot, a lot of, of people use it, And a lot of TikTok stars and content creators yes. use it in their videos and they'll get like <laughs> one million likes. Um, and so, when 
allies feel like they can take the place of explaining how other people can commodify our speech, it just kind of hits a nerve. It kind of does, yes. Because yes, you can be an ally, but that doesn't give you more rights than somebody else who is not a part of that community. Meaning that Brittany had no rights as a white person to go out there and say, you are allowed to use these and these words from black people um, in your videos because yes because it's a meme or this is appropriate or whatever and it's okay it's cool because i'm a black ally right she had no right to do that that's what basically she was saying so like me and karen just because we're lgbtqia allies does not mean that we can co-opt or take something from that community and say like we can you know you people from the straight community or heteronormative community we can take that and we can sell it back to or use it um you can use this this and that that's not our right to decide that that's not our place that's not our lane exactly it's not your lane and you need to understand that you need to stay in your lane Mm -hmm. whether it might be to the far right or middle lane compared to where the actual community is standing and Tinoir said it best. She was saying, we're not saying that we don't like you. We're just saying that you are an ally, but you are not a part of the community. Right. And you're community like, adjacent. Yes. Yes. You are community adjacent. You're like the bridge. Okay. Yeah. You like can come near the cookout, but you're not like. We wouldn't know. let you bring your potato salad to the cookout. <laughs> yeah, so you need to, like, just pump your brakes. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah. So, it's like, <laughs> and this is another TikTok artist that I follow, and she is so, so fucking funny. <laughs> and her at, it's, it's on my, it's on my page. I think I sent it to her, to yeah. Thick to put on the page, but if not, then I'll add it later but her at is <laughs> her at on tiktok her handle is head hoochie <laughs> what? What? What <laughs> and i've sent like some videos of hers or i've shown her some of the oh snap yes the the black girl and she she was talking about <gasps> black siege and she was saying, oh my gosh you know it's all right that you want to talk like black people but just say it that you want to talk like black people because we're cool as fuck yes we we know we're cool as fuck but that's not how you talk Becky that's not how you talk that's not how you talk (laughs) (laughs) around your mama around your peepaw that's not how you talk (laughs) (laughs) you know just say that you want to be black it doesn't make it any better (laughs) but stop fucking lying (laughs) (laughs) That is that that's true though. But I think but you can still make it probably Trey Crowder. He is that redneck guy that I yeah. told you about. He is a progressive redneck and he talks like a redneck. But yeah, exactly. he makes his money off of being who he is, a white person. And so um so yeah, so you guys don't have to profit off of talking like us, really. Exactly. You don't. To make content. And she also stated in the video, if it's 
because of your environmental surroundings that that's just the way you talk then that's different that's different than you commodifying our um our just culture yes basically to only get more views or get laughs or right. to put it on a t-shirt and right. sell it you know that's it's different and I feel like people know it's different but they right. want to get into the nitty-gritty about all of this stuff right like you know better you know better <laughs> right so don't feign allyship with the means of trying to profit off of a culture or profit off of a group exactly pay them homage pay them that respect all of that you need to fight from a genuine place and so again like i said when i when i'm looking at genuine allies those allies are learning terminology and they're learning things in order to change mindsets in their community they are challenging mindsets in their community their own community saying you know what no there is racism it does exist we need to call it out and we need to do the work exactly that's what they're doing they're doing work exactly which i think leads into kind of my next topic before my next topic but talking about call out culture versus cancel culture so when we're talking about people speaking up about um like cultural appropriation or people utilizing um, different cultures as a way to profit off of uh, them, us, whatever you want to call it, uh, compared to cancel culture, which I wanted to be very specific about what it is. So the definition via Wikipedia Wikipedia. (laughs) um, is that it is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, either online, on social media, in the real world, or both. Those who are subject to this ostracism are, are said to be canceled. And on the Wikipedia, it also says it's call-out culture, but I wanted to separate the two because I feel like they're different. So call-out culture is the targeted understanding of that this person made a mistake and we're trying to call out and bring focus strictly only to the mistake not to the person not to them as a whole saying you did something wrong so we're just gonna cut you out altogether saying what you said here was a little bit problematic you should probably rethink what you need to say here like we're giving you the opportunity to learn and to say something different or to admit to what needed to be said or what needed to be done in that respect whereas with cancel culture i feel like it is so fast and so quick and so ruthless Hmm. that you're not necessarily calling out the issue all you have to say is oh this person is canceled you're like what what for why i don't feel like cancel culture isn't even real there's no I feel like there are no rules to it, which makes it so arbitrary. It's kind of a joke, though. Yeah, cancel I feel culture. like now in a major, major a way, I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, cancel culture is not real, and cancel culture has kind of become a joke because a lot of people, yeah. are like, oh my god, you're canceling everybody. Like, nobody. Like, if we're gonna be, if we're being one hundred. We're keeping it a buck, right? Yeah. Who's been canceled? Like, really canceled? 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 You guys. 
ladies and gents and 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 days and, and scissors and all that um <laughs> who's been really canceled kevin hart was supposedly canceled he's still he's still released a special on netflix what exactly. um dave Chappelle was supposed to be canceled he's still making money he's still releasing specials um who else um Bon Appetit, even that one, which I had no knew nothing about. They're still making episodes. Yeah, they're still with pumping new out episodes. Like any person that has said that, even Sean, that whole thing in the beauty community, Jeffree Star, all those people. Yeah, they're still doing things. They're still in the news. They're still getting millions of views. So, so like to me, cancel culture has cancel lost culture. its meaning of trying to be call out culture. It just it didn't had, work. I don't think it had any merit or anything. Yeah, I think it was just that, where it, it was just sudden. It was just something people said. Yeah. And there was no accountability with cancel culture. Exactly. It didn't give them, like like you said, like in call-out culture, they were saying, we're giving you the opportunity to learn and say something different and learn from this. Cancel culture, you just say, someone's canceled. They're not learning anything. There's no accountability. Exactly. They're not gonna. You're not gonna explain why they're getting canceled. You're not gonna explain why why they deserve to get canceled because of that. And that person has no time to really figure out and rethink whatever. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So there was no process. It was just like, okay, you're canceled or whatever. So I don't think anybody really. Well, me personally, I never really took it seriously. I just felt it was a trigger word that people use, like. Oh, this person's yeah. getting canceled because oh, these young people—they get triggered so easily. And I'm just like, no, exactly. like people just said that, but and they, it wasn't real. Exactly, <laughs> we had no power. <laughs> it had no power. No one's getting canceled. Exactly, which is um, referring to another video that I watched, which was called um, "The Problem of Cancel Culture" with Aisha mm. Akanbi mm. um, on Double Down News, and so it's only five minutes long. And she was kind of just talking about in terms of why cancel culture is not being effective. Yeah. And she explained it really well in terms of that the internet is the internet because it's basically just kind of, well, like, this is my wording of what she was saying. She said it more eloquently and very smart. Smarty pants. Sorry, smarty pants. Uh, but she said it's basically word vomit. People will say something and then they'll probably either immediately regret it or two or three days later look back and be mm-hmm. like, I really wish I didn't say that. Well, so with cancel culture, you're not allowing that person to understand that they were wrong, to let them sit in that wrong mm-hmm. and deal with the uncomfort that comes with it to mm-hmm. say and do the actions that they need to do to come back onto an even playing field. Right. And I feel like that's why cancel culture is not effective and that's why it just couldn't take root because there was really no laws to it. They just said if you don't like somebody or if you feel like they right. did something wrong, you can just cancel them. Right. And there was nothing after that. There was nothing after that towards accountability, towards them becoming a better person, towards them just even just admitting that they were wrong. And people would re, they would quit them for a cu- for a while, and then go right back to following them. Exactly. So it just it was never. And you any, never learned anything. Exactly. Like the viewer or the person that was, <laughs> exactly. can, was canceled. No, 
There was no learning process or some sort of process at all in in doing that. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> this, this is no. Yeah. It's gonna it's, be a no for me. It was just too much. <laughs> it was gonna be a no for me. So, I mean, in terms of whether you call out or cancel or whatever, it, it's just saying when you consuming and who you're consuming and who you're watching we should be conscious of that exactly it does be matter aware of it yeah it, it, people are human beings they're allowed to make mistakes like we said ourselves we pointed out you know like i have things that i like that are guilty pleasures or guilty pleasures because i know that they are problematic and i point out those and again like i said we're work in progress and we admit that openly and we are growing as people so being conscious of that and really making sure that we take that into account of course yeah but if a person does not try to make a change does not try to acknowledge making a change or or try to make it better or make the situation where they're they're trying to do growth i think a lot of people get what it is especially in our culture now it's like we just want to get stuck in our ways it's like people just want to be right to be right exactly you know where it's just like people are just like no like like i see my point and that was it and blah 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 blah, and that's that that's it like there's no real like growth yeah um and it's not to say like like there's there's just certain things i'm not gonna be able to grow with and i can be open and transparent about that like we already said like racism i'm sorry i'm just not down for it i don't want to understand a racist that's just what it is exactly <laughs> i'm not here for it and then you just move accordingly <laughs> and then we just yeah so we're just gonna move right on accordingly with that um but to have a conversation sit down reflect say like okay a person does not like this um individual or what are the critiques of this individual or or whatever you know i mean right now we have a new president right even though this person is somebody individuals may have voted for or whatever we still have to be critical of our elected officials and all that type of stuff we can't stand individuals and be like they are perfect they never make mistakes because that's not real that's not real life exactly and we already said systemic racism exists we have a flawed system so inherently we have to be willing to say what is wrong with our system and what should we be looking at and how can we improve it what can we do to make it better and if we're not doing that actively as a society as a community as a whatever then of course nothing's going to change and of course, we're still gonna have the same problems, however many years from now. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm just saying. I think call out culture and stuff. It serves its purpose when it's used as a tool, not as a hammer, not as a thing to force whatever. Exactly. So. So that, this is what this discussion was was for. I think it's a yeah. it's a good way to start dialogue. Exactly. It's a good way to start the discussion that is necessary and I think with that um, it kind of 
can be overwhelming because you're like, well, yes. I can do this, I can't do that, I gotta do this, and I gotta do that. And right. What can I enjoy? And what can I enjoy? What will make me feel guilty? What will not? And nobody's saying that you have to feel guilty about anything that you do enjoy. We're just saying to be. Unless it's like white supremacy, then you probably shouldn't feel. (laughs) If it's coming at the detriment to other people, (laughs) then Then I would say no. Don't do that. Take this voice audio. I am specifically from my lips (laughs) into the world. Do not hurt other people. (laughs) Do not harm other people verbally, physically any type of way it's not okay it's not okay like there are not a lot of things that i will say you're a bad person but if you do that you're a bad person (laughs) and you should actively try to not do that exactly just don't do that just point blank (laughs) point blank period there's a a very few things that we're black and white about in this in 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 this thing like we're we're, we got we got room for improvement on a lot of stuff but that there's no room for improvement on we're just exactly like, like I will not sit down and racism's this not with cool. You. Yeah, no, like there's no root. Like you just either racist, not racist. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and we are firmly in the not racist, not supporting white supremacy, not supporting transphobia, uh, homophobia, just all firmly, of the phobias. All of the in here, massage noir, massage, just firmly not any of those things so exactly so with that, <laughs> i'm just gonna close out my you know long ass discussion damn this is long <laughs> uh with talking about dealing with the culture while also consuming the content so with that it all sounds very daunting and yes. even to me i was like so am i supposed to just stop watching all the things that i enjoy mm-hmm. no i'll admit i'm probably still gonna watch these shows but i'm going to be very conscious and noticeable about the flaws so right. when i'm explaining it to somebody i can be like i i personally really enjoy this show but you might not like it because yes trigger warning because so and so because of this um or even just the simple fact of you might not like this comedy you know all of those things of course but when you are consuming the content and obviously there are going to be other people that enjoy that content as well um the biggest thing is just creating your community so right this is going back to anime cosplayers video game players any person that can enjoy anything that can be considered in a subject. And right now with COVID, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are just like, we're stuck at home, da 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 whatever. We can do socially distanced watch parties, stuff like that. Exactly. Right. So in this world of where we're now even more connected through the internet than right. ever, we are going to be experiencing a lot more of the negatives of it so a big important aspect about that is that you can't really control that you can't really avoid it 100 percent right but if you have your community that you created because that is your choice you choose who you want to communicate with and who you want to have around you right the most and having your community will kind of lessen the blows and reduce the algorithm's potential of exposing you to harms such as that um but yes so there's that 
to and like us. Woo! <laughs> we are here. We're a Where refuge. We're a refuge here. Um, yeah, I definitely think building up your community, like once you know who your type of people are and what you're about, that's great. Those exactly. those people are the people that you choose and the family that you choose. And if you're trying to, if, we, if it, I definitely for me, if I'm trying to choose a better world, a world that I really care about, um, definitely the people like the the you know the care center, the um, the uh, organizers, and the people in the community that I've worked with and really done like ground level work and grassroots level work with. It's been a very loving environment. And even with you, like when you're talking exactly. about the organizers and people on TikTok and all that, like you feel the love, you feel the positivity, you feel when you vibe, you vibe and you are there and you can tell the, that you're there to make a difference and you are trying to do exactly. good. And like these people mm-hmm. that I follow on TikTok, like I might not know their personal lives. I might not know <laughs> all of that because again, I don't, personally talk to these people the way I talk about them is just how they make me feel so I'll so when you see those descriptions on my webpage, and I'm saying like they're just funny as fuck like that's because I feel like they're funny as fuck like if I were to be around this person they would not be different from their online status aside from you know them being human beings they go through different emotions all the time like yeah. as soon as they put the camera down they might be a different person but for those moments, this is what I stand for. This is who I would want to be around in their mentality and the way that they view topics. And it's just like, you also want to think about who, who, what are you consciously trying to put out into the world? Exactly. So with this show and what we're doing, it's like we want to consciously put out a place in a community for marginalized groups for those groups that need that right that need that support um and so we are building those communities and um a part of that is to actively be engaging and protecting these spaces and so in order to do that we do need allies we do need allies um that are willing to learn that are willing to grow with us as well Right? Yeah. That are willing to what? Be actively anti-racist, anti-misogyny, anti-misogynoir, anti-homophobia. All that stuff. All that stuff. Just actively doing that. Standing up, standing for something. Not yeah. just kind of sitting and being like, okay, well, I mean, not saying really anything, but actively really standing for that and being like, no, I cannot allow that in these spaces where I'm at and when people know that about you and you become that type of person that attracts that and creates that those spaces then just inherently you are basically going to start to make it so that again like those people that you touch and everything they start to create those spaces and the more of those that we have the more chances we're going to have more safe spaces and better spaces for marginalized people, right? Yeah. And that's what exactly. we want at the end of the day is we want this cultural shift where all, all spaces are exactly. safe spaces for marginalized groups. Exactly. And it just starts with you mm-hmm. creating and showing the world what it is that you need and want for mm-hmm. your safe space. Right. 
So with that, that was a lot. Yes, that was a lot. And at the end of it all, I just want to tell y'all, don't let somebody else's point of view destroy what you love. Don't let anybody else's opinion about right. something else destroy the aspect of it that makes you enjoy it. Right. Um, if you like video games and somebody's telling you, oh, that video game is stupid, like there's way better video games out here, or you probably don't even like the more professional video games, you only like Animal Crossing, like that's just a basic ass game. Focus on why you like it. Focus on why it makes you feel good because no other person can take that away from you. Like, you deserve to be happy. Exactly. Exactly. You deserve to be happy. And for me, <laughs> it was playing Animal Crossing because I have a boyfriend. And <laughs> ah, he's booed up, you guys. I know. Uh, so, my boyfriend, he plays games like Call of Duty, like war games, or just like, but rarely at all. He's not a big gamer person, but when he does play games, it's kind of those games. And so when I told him that I bought Animal Crossing and that I was like, oh, I'm so excited to build my island and all this stuff, he was like, why would you want to play a game like that? Like, why wouldn't you want to play, like, Call of Duty? Like, it's so much better. It's like you can go around and shoot people. And I was like, that's not what I want from a game that I want to play. Like, I want a relaxing game where yeah. I can create a place where people can just come and go and just have an awesome rockin' time. Legit, you guys, like, I only like like simulation games like that. Like, I really don't like anything exactly. other than that. I didn't even like, 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 like when they had a Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that, I really didn't like stuff like that. Like, I only really liked games where I could, like, just build stuff. Exactly. Or, like, like racing people are games. Just, yeah, or people like, are just builders or... Like a straightforward, just exactly thing like, like that. This is a goal, right? You know what I mean, right? So that's that's um, what I enjoy, right? And because he was telling me all of the great aspects of playing Call of Duty Warfare was not going to change my love for playing games like Animal Crossing. It wasn't going to change my mind to just try something else because this person told me to do it. Like, would I try it? Maybe sometime in the future, but I know that this game brings me peace when I have my anxiety moments or when I feel like I can't control anything else. I have control through this game. So I like my disillusioned world of propaganda shows exactly um sometimes i just want to see the good guy win and the bad guy go down i know it's unrealistic and it's not real but sometimes i just like it exactly. um yeah and so it's just yeah it's just sometimes you like what you like exactly um, do i know that there are problems probably with with it yes but but yes, again but, but again you create you create your community you create people that enjoy that same thing too and you find what works for you exactly right so me and my boyfriend have a different opinion on it but that doesn't mean that i'm gonna try and force him to play animal crossing and he's not gonna force me to play call of duty or whatever we just have two different things and so that means that i'm just gonna could have you to imagine find... call of duty animal crossing that oh wait you guys can't cross hectic. rivers though 
build a bridge, which means I have to get a shovel first. <laughs> so then I can- That would be the longest the game of Call of Duty ever. <laughs> It'll be like, oh no, we can't shoot him. But the main reason Your bullets why... can't go across the river, you guys. <laughs> the main reason why he doesn't want to play the game though is because he's like, I just want to raid your island. And I was like, why would you want to do that? This is supposed to be a relaxing game. And he's just like, no, if I can't raid people's islands and like destroy stuff, then I don't want to play it. Men are like... I was like, you are so violent. That was your number one goal for this game. (laughs) Men are very violent. Some of those stuff, like you describe it and I'm just like, okay. Maybe that's why they feel that way about like women playing and they're like, oh, you're gonna make it like super feminine or something. But, exactly. But yes, but guys, figure out Round your back thing. To the point. <laughs> yeah, just your takeaway is, you know, find your thing. And we kind of covered a little bit about racism and all that. This is probably gonna be a two parter. I think probably split it into two. So we'll be the racism 101. Um, and then we'll also have then a completely this. separate thing with just yes, just the video games and all that. Yeah. Because um, I think they're they're good in and of itself. Because you had your own definitions and all that, which was lovely. I loved it. Um, but this to be continued. I think there's definitely room to discuss this more. But key takeaway is this racism exists. Systemic racism exists. Now you both have definitions from the Anti-Defamation League. Um, And we know the difference between subtle racism, like in our systems, and overt racism. And we want to make sure that we're aware of misogynoir and misogyny in video game culture, in TV culture, um, and then that we are being active and polite and respectful and conscious allies to marginalized groups. Exactly. Right? Um, So uh, do not co-opt or steal any movements. All right? And we know the difference between co-op culture and cancel culture. So thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, It's been a minute. Um, but we hope to have more goodies for you next time. Um, we are updating our website with more information as well as um, with more COVID information as vaccination and all that become available as slots and everything. I will try to yeah. update that as quickly as I possibly can. I know that it's, it's a little confusing and everything right now, but just be sure to wear a mask. Make sure you wash your hands. Make sure you socially distance and all of that. Um, and then again, like I said, I will try to get the website with the slots updated as, as quickly as I possibly can. Um, and anything else, Slim? No, I have nothing else. I feel like I got all of my angst out in one session. So <laughs> I awesome. am good to go. I hope you guys have learned something from this and that you yes. are willing to share so that we can learn something from this and keep this conversation going. Of course. Until next time, slim and thick out. See ya.